I had a an idea for topic matter based oh, nice. on last last time's episode. Okay, cool. So it's one thing that I've been trying to struggle with. So your your edits are top notch. Your mm-hmm. edits are the best. Okay. But but one thing that I noticed that you edited out last time, and we can edit this out. Yeah, sure. If it doesn't work out, was some of our struggling through how to um, handle pronouns correctly. I did. And yeah. I wanted, yeah. I yeah. wanted to hear hear more about your your thoughts. I was just trying to get the, the it down, so it stayed in the first <laughs> round, and then I yeah, and a few other ones got whacked because I was like, we've talked about it before, and so that's a little bit, and that's why I was like, well, oh sure, yeah, just the the main thing that I want to keep as a as part of our show in general, and I have you know no particular attachment to any individual episode, yep, yep, yep. but uh, part of the figuring it out is that it's it's changing on a weekly basis at yeah. this point, you know, yeah, <laughs> just one of the things that I found interesting about. Our conversation last time was the um, sort of earth-shattering idea that we just ask the people. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> what is sure, right, be called? Right, 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 and yet yep, at the same yep. time, that's kind of an awkward conversation, and I'm I'm curious to probe that either now or at a different time. Yeah, you know, I've had um, I heard a really interesting, some interesting thoughts about that, um, mm-hmm. and I think what's what it, at JPL there's been a a really big interesting push to for people to put their pronouns inside their username, like on Slack and at the end of Mm -hmm. their email addresses. And what's really nice about that is it creates an environment where everybody is saying how they Mm self-identify. You don't have to like read a person to be like, oh, maybe they use a uh, quote unquote, you know, different pronoun or something like, and I, I thought that was a cool way to do it. I've got an elephant running across the ceiling right now. Nice. Um, is it your your elephant or someone else's? It is my it is my elephant. Oh. How, how how could I say no to that elephant? Yeah, <laughs> so um, cute. Yeah, it, it just gets me thinking about trying to navigate the world. You know, what with classes starting up. Yep, yep. And some students now, you know, that they've been born after the year two thousand. I mean, as far as they're concerned, all the disasters of twenty twenty are just how things happen when they're eighteen. You know, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Whereas we that are long in the tooth have something to compare it to. Yep. Um, so some of them are like way out in front of that conversation, and some of them are just figuring it out. You know, because they're yep. coming from small towns or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, and I feel like I like having the warts of the conversation available because people start to get so um, concerned with getting it right. You know what I mean? Like getting it right, right the first time and never being in an uncomfortable place. So, so one example that I've got, I was at this, uh, hackerspace in Chicago uh-huh, uh-huh. and, uh, it was like, a a holiday party. And there was a person there who had, had one arm, right? So his, his other arm was completely gone uh-huh. all the way up to the shoulder. And so there was a keg of beer and the, and the keg was not pumping very well. Like I was having trouble with it. Uh, uh-huh. And without thinking about it, when I saw him going for a beer, I said, oh, can I can I help you with that? And he turned around and he was like, dude, I build houses for a living. <laughs> and he was just really kind of aggravated with me. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I think and I thought about it, it's like, yeah, I suppose, you know, especially in a hacker space where everyone's here to kind of take even more ownership over the making of things than usual. Um, I could just make myself available, but I shouldn't be getting up on some guy that's clearly been around the block and no, you know, can reach out if he wants it. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm embarrassed when I remember that, but then also I feel like, well, like the thing that I was offering was not the worst thing in the world. I can now think of that experience and not do it in the future, but I don't have to like beat myself up about it. You know what I mean? 
like I just it's built into just uh my personal thing or whatever like I always mm-hmm. open the door for people and it like forces me to think like did that person want me to open I mean that's like a super old school like 70s conundrum or something but like should you open <laughs> the door for a you know but then it's just like I just open the door for everybody and what I yeah. try to do is just like if someone is like what's up with that person like why are they open the door for me or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. like the best I can do is to let the person know that it would be very easy for them to have a conversation with me if they thought that was weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, that's, like, a super weird example. I don't know why I used it. But, but uh, like, I have anxiety about it. And it's, like, you know what? I should probably have more anxiety about stuff like that. But, but like, it's just, like, a funny thing, you know? Just the point like, that oh. I'm making is you should have less anxiety about that stuff. Yeah. Or, sorry. I thought maybe I should I should feel like I have more practice right or like tooling to be like oh this is yeah. it should get weird like if it doesn't get weird that's maybe a problem <laughs> right you know like, it, like so yeah, yeah. If, it, if it if it stops feeling weird i probably am slipping right like i don't know that's oh but. interesting well i think i might agree with you and i might not i can't uh-huh, uh-huh, i can't decide uh-huh. but, yeah, but the, sure. <laughs> the i think uh like one thing that i've noticed and and i want to acknowledge that you know you've definitely helped me advance as a person. I mean, in the beginning of this podcast, I felt so-so about pronouns in the signature, uh-huh, and now uh-huh. I think it's a great idea. Uh-huh. And a lot of that was because of the mm-hmm, conversations mm-hmm. we had and, you know, understanding that that's normalizing things for other people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think, like, don't don't worry so much. I mean, you're a cool dude, man, and you're, uh-huh, and you're uh-huh. trying hard. I, yeah. I, I suppose the the question I'm trying to figure out is... You know, is it more interesting to think in private and then to come forth with a really highly polished and considered, you know, gem of an idea? Or uh-huh, uh-huh. is the, you know, the, the shifting cultural landscape such that it's more useful to express the conversation as opposed to the answer? Right. Y- yeah. Yeah. I think I think the thing that that I I want to do is the first part of what you said, which is to mm-hmm. think about it. And then the second part of it is I don't need to be polished, but I, I feel it's actually important, I think, to your point, to be not so polished about it. Mm-hmm. And to because I think the unpolishedness, right, like open spaces to be wrong or open spaces to be right or be or open spaces to talk with people who wouldn't want to talk about something. But but I think I do think there it, to, to me that feels like there's a difference between being polished and being thoughtful and what I want to always make sure I'm doing is being thoughtful. So that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's my take. I don't know. That's, that's, that's the sort of nail I'm trying to hit as opposed to the polish nail. Here, let me pause for one second and see if the banging goes away. She has four zoom meetings a day. Wow. And is, it's kind of, I mean, that tires me out and she's five. Yeah. Yeah. So I think she's kind of reached her limit once that last one goes down and then it's time to like bang pots together and stuff. Yes. I have a meeting in uh you know not not too long sadly. Uh yeah. but um I'm gonna, I would rather bang pots in that meeting right now. <laughs> like it's the last thing I want to do today. I hear your frustration, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hey, Taylor, I have a radical mm-hmm. idea. Maybe it's a radical Drop idea. It. Maybe on this episode let's just talk about a few things and then close it out and hang out and then next episode we'll talk about projects. We could do like yeah, a next episode next week. I've got a I've got a person everyone can look at, but I certainly the oh, things yeah. I've been making, I've just been holding on for dear life, trying to get my one big project, getting all this sort of stuff online. And while I've always been doing collaborative projects like this with you, yeah. right now I've got it kind of at a new level because I'm working with Kay, 
uh, Kay Dart, who we yeah. recently had on the podcast. The mighty Kay Dart. Such great yeah. stuff. Yeah. She is um is working the whole propane end of this animated propane thing that we're doing. So I just sent her a care package and then had a whole bunch of other service providers send her stuff all at the same time. So I had to like manage that. And then I was just on a zoom call with her, um, right before we started. So she's getting all the boards out and I'm trying to walk her through how everything gets soldered together and how it gets mounted on the custom 3d printed mount plate. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that's just been really interesting in terms of all of the products. I was just talking to my students about this, but how how the products that you produce, like the jigs that we've talked about, mm, yeah. are their own kind of creative product. Yeah. And so I was making her wiring diagrams that I would draw and clean up in Photoshop, but then in some cases it made more sense just to photograph a PCB oh, and then man. label it in Photoshop so it's clear where the wire runs are going. So I've been doing a lot of that really like boilerplate, blue-collar, salt-of-the-earth work. That's great. Because currently she's the only one who's able to put hands on the thing and put it together. Yep. Taylor, um, Taylor you're, you're exactly, your problem space is exactly matching a, a thing I was doing at work. This, this happens a lot between you and I. I feel yeah. like we're like a E.T. and Elliot. Yes, that's right. Like I'll get really aggravated and I'll realize it's because you're uh, dissecting a frog in California or something. Elliot. Like one, one of the things we worked on uh, for the ventilator was mm. just assembly of something is really hard, you know, or like, sure. like putting something together. And, um, so one of the things we were trying to do was matching up an instructional video of someone putting the thing together and also a 3d, like a, like a web-based CAD view. So you could like rotate mm-hmm. the model, uh, however you like. Um, so you could Man, see I all the this angles, project. You know? Every time you talk about it, I like it more. Oh, good. Yeah. Cool. As someone who didn't yeah. have to work on it. Yeah. And then you could like animate the assembly, right? You could like mm-hmm. hit the mm-hmm. go button and see the screws go in or whatever. That's um, cool. Yeah. Uh, I put together a grill recently and um, there was an app for that that was actually quite good. Uh, was this Z Grills? Z Grills. Oh, no. This was, uh, shoot. It has a name. Z Plane. It sounds cool. Yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool tool. It seems uh, like there'd be an opportunity for um, iFixit to get in on that. Yes, it does. So you were talking about um, your work with Kay. Oh, yeah, just the last thing in terms of news you can use, Rob, is um, I'm trying out this service that I think I touched upon in an episode of ours from 2017 because I found some old junk in my account uh-huh. that was named after a podcast episode, Proving Yourself Wrong. Um, but I think then I didn't use it or something. But anyway, the service is called remote it. So it's remote.it oh. and it's free. Um, you know how this always goes is, Oh, did you hear the big news about fusion 360? By the way, I got an email from them. I'm not sure what the big news is. Yeah. So they're, they're drastically reducing the features of the free version. Yep. So I remember when I got into fusion 360, a couple of years ago, it was like, as long as you make less than a hundred thousand dollars a year, you can use it for free. It seemed super permissive. And I thought, well, shit, like that's the killer app. Yeah. But of course they were just, you know, bringing everybody in to get, get them hooked on the product. Yep. You know, the blue meth. And so, um, so -hmm. now I think they specifically are reeling it back and actively removing features. I need to read about the specifics for, um, to update my LinkedIn stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of an aside, but the last thing I want to tell you about remote IT remote it so you can install it it's a little tiny um client if i'm using the term correctly on a raspberry pi 
And then what it lets you do is stick that on a network. So if you take that Pi, as I did, and ship it off to KDART, then mm-hmm. she just plugged it into the Ethernet, and it, it makes a connection back to uh, the remote IT command and control server, and then I can SSH from my laptop to that Pi uh-huh. um, pretty oh, much anywhere nice. in the world. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Taylor, you just saved me a bunch of time. That's great. Oh yeah, how's that? Well, I can't I can't talk about it, but I have a, a project I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> you you personally, or is it for some other kind of organization? It's it's up. Uh, it's it's personal. It's just like a sketch I've been doing of like you know one day I nice. want to do this, and my first conundrum was like, if I gave this to someone, it's going to break, and I have no mm-hmm. way to get in there and fix it. And it's Raspberry Pi based, so I was um, yeah. Anyway, you're gonna love it. Great. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's, um, you know, it's related to, have you, um, uh, um, Liz from Blitz City DIY has been doing some of the Raspberry Pi based photography work and that was, mm-hmm. it's kind of related to that. And then I realized like I should just dig into that because those people are probably doing way more advanced stuff than I would on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. but I've always thought the Raspberry Pi would be such a cool, it'd be so cool to have a digital phone platform that's open source. Like, um, mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be good photos, but what would be cool is you could do all of the cool processing and filters. Like, there's such a cool plugins um, idea, right? That you could like make a creative photography platform, um, like sure. on camera. I think would be really neat. Anyway, um, with like a yeah, are you thinking about getting the the so-called high quality Raspberry Pi I've, camera? I've thought about it. I I feel like I have my time is so constrained these days. I I. I, I feel like I would do it and it would sit there and then the next one co- would come out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah so I hear that. So I'm waiting. I, I feel like I'm, I'm going to, I do that too much in my life, right? Like I feel like I should, it's like, wait till you really have that window of time on your calendar for the week and then just like push the button on the order. It's going to show up in a week's time and then you're actually doing the thing. But right now I, I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I get excited and I get the thing and then it sits there, you know? Yeah, I've I've really wrestled with that. I mean, I think some of the thing that I've always had trouble in the with the past is ordering stuff and trying to find the best price. Yes. And then that being at the expense of time. Oh my and gosh. And then so half much. of my project time just goes into yep. budget shaving. Yep. When at a certain point you're like, We're all gonna be dead by twenty twenty one. So just like <laughs> fucking buy the uh-huh. Raspberry four. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yep. Agreed. Yeah, it's true. Yep. That's right, adult tags. Yep. That's my that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah explicit yeah we just got the explicit flag that's right that's right so so tell me what you're working on oh that project no not that's that, well not oh, the secret oh, one oh, if you oh, don't want to talk about one. it oh oh no um let's see Do you oh talk you mean about the secret one uh uh no 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 i don't want to talk. the secret one is it's not even a secret it's just like uh it's oh. i already said it it's like this idea of like couldn't you make like a cool photography platform but like the the way to test it right would be to make three of them and then give them to people and then it's mm-hmm. like when it breaks they're hosed and that's why I was like oh there would be a cool, it would be cool if you could remote in to get for that. sure yeah and yeah. you can uh, what have I been working on though I've been working yeah. on how about the guitar you were you were working with a young person yes the guitar is finished Taylor mm-hmm. there's so many things that could go wrong with a project like a guitar project you know there's mm-hmm. like painting involved and we definitely had some drips. Uh, it's like runs in the paint that we had to, that took weeks to resolve. Um, what, sanding know, them out and all that? Yeah. Sanding out a drip is a real chore. Like a drip is often 50 to 100 times thicker 
than the layer mm. of paint that isn't the drip, right? Like, sure. it's not one or two layers thicker, right? You're not just going to be like, sand it off and it's gone. You're going to do that, and what's going to happen is all of the paint layers are going to come off, right? Like, mm. like yeah. sandpaper is, even if it's a sanding block, it's just going to have enough, it's just not going to, you're not going to shave the top off like mountaintop removal style, right? Like, of the drip. You got to get in there and just sand it back down to the wood again. I wonder if right. you could plane it, you know? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, with like a with like a super, with like a CNC machine or something. You just take like a hundred thou off the top. Well, actually, have you ever seen the um, the way that they flatten the first face on a on a big log to make a plank? Oh, no. Yeah, so if you, if you think about it, so imagine you take a log and then you need to come up with a reference side so that you can start getting it into rectilinear shapes. Um, so you could just stick it on a board and screw it in, but you don't want to have that metal going through your machine. Yeah. So what you can also do is sort of clamp it in place and then erect some walls next to it. And those walls have to be really flat. Uh And then you, you make a, like a slider, um, that you put your router in and then you plunge it down to a certain height and then you just move it around and around and around and around. And eventually you can plane it down like that. So you got a flat spot then in your log. Yeah, I, nice. I mean, it it could be a classic example of the uh, the cure is worse than the disease. But anyway, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. that's really cool. No, that's that's cool. Wow. Um, oh, so anyway, paint drips. Yeah, so paint drips, paint drips. Oh my gosh, so much work. Uh, but but those were resolved, and then it's like lots of you know speculative electronics work. Like you can't really test the pickups until you've got the volume knobs in. Like it's just like you got to kind of mm-hmm. do the whole thing and then turn it on and see what happens. And we turned it on, and it. And it made a sound, and it was just the oh. best thing ever. Yeah. So, it, really so nice. everything worked the first time. First time. Yep. yep. Uh, that's and see, and you probably just launched a person into an electronics passion because of that. But she's been hoodwinked. Yes. Never works like that. <laughs> it never works <laughs> like that. Yeah. Never. Never. Yeah. Makes she, you look pretty cool, though. She may never want to oh, pa- yeah. paint again, though. But man, because when when we got our drip on the very last pass of the last pass, like yeah. And we hit it. We it dripped because of just a. It was just an honest mistake. It happened. Yeah. And then, um, that was that. And it was like, oh my gosh. And we like really worked hard on the paint. We did like a, a car wax pass. I mean, it, you can like see your reflection in the paint job. Was it a special kind of paint? We used car paint, uh, like mm-hmm. in a spray can, rattle rattle can kind of. So nothing too special. You can order it off. You know, probably even like Walmart. I mean, you can get it at AutoZone off the shelf or something like that. We ordered some of the types of paint off the like DIY guitar places because it's mm-hmm. like vinyl sealer, which is smells so bad. It's got to really be bad for you. And then regular old primer, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, and man, lots of differences in primer. I found we found one that we really liked, though, that was less thick and goopy, but really nice. And then a clear coat, a clear matte finish coat on the on the um, guitar neck. We got this really cool Krylon color called Lagoon. It's like a deep it's like deeper blue than a than like aquamarine green. It's really nice. Lagoon or lagoon? Lagoon. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Has nice. a zipper has a zipper face mask. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um this is a cult, totally random thing that I, I hadn't mm-hmm. thought about until I built a, a, a guitar kit, which is you don't want uh typically you don't want a high gloss finish on the neck of the guitar because mm-hmm. it actually it's kind of squeaky like a polished basketball mm. court floor right, right, on right. your hand. You want it to be more smooth. And so a, a matte finish is actually kind of a nicer finish. Mm-hmm. We, oh, we made our own logo um, with the sort of that water transfer 
Oh, well, uh, you got to put a picture of that in the, uh, yeah, I will. I will. In the picture uh, yeah. stream today. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Uh, I'll drop it into the, um, podcast, uh, uh chapter art. So right here. Mm-hmm. Boop. So people can see it. It's, I love it. It's, it's really great. All right. So what, what kind of music is your buddy into? She likes this, um, person girl in red that I, I didn't know. I, I like, mm-hmm. I like girl in red also. Girl in red is a, I guess a band name, but it seems like the person is a singer songwriter person because mm-hmm. they seem to play with other people in the background. But um, yeah, cool, cool stuff. And we figured out, Oh, this is also cool. So I also got to have the moment of, you know, we, we've been learning scales and that kind of stuff, but then we got the moment of um, playing the notes of a song that you have heard a bunch of times mm-hmm. and just being like, that sound came out of my hands, you know, like, yeah, for sure. Which I know you've you've been playing guitar quite a bit, and uh, that must feel good, too, for you. Well, yeah, because you, you and I are going to do a cover of uh, "We're Only Going to Die," right? I yeah, sure, and any any of them, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been interesting to go back and figure out how much of my of the punk songs of my youth need to be canceled in retrospect. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I so I feel like I've made my peace with never listening to R. Kelly's "Ignition" again. Uh-huh, even uh-huh. though that song is a total banger but uh-huh. the um uh in terms of like the misfits and some of that stuff it's interesting i i feel like i'm trying to just get my head around letting that cultural product yeah kind of be what it is and not take it seriously and also yeah. if i'm doing it in my basement and nobody's listening you know can i sort of commune with myself from an earlier period like is there a harm in it so that's been sort of in my head in the background yeah and and then also i, I think it's for me, it's given me a much richer understanding of a, all this stuff is based on a fairly narrow batch of chords. So you'll be playing yes. one song and you'll realize, Oh, uh-huh. cause I think, yeah, I was playing the misfits and I thought, Oh, well that's just bad religion in there. And uh-huh. then I would play that and realize, Oh, it's this other song too. Um, so there's that, which is, I think that might be a letdown for some people, but I just found it really exciting cause it made yeah. it feel so accessible. Yeah. And how um, just like a few little changes can make a song sound really different, right? Like, yeah. You can it bend went, um, a note or something and then it feels really different. Yeah. Or I, down I was playing with bending my of, neck yeah, yeah. and uh, then I got scared. But, you know, when I was coming up, I, you know, studied trumpet for a long time and trumpet is I really... I did not know that, Taylor. Yes. Wow. For, I played it for like eight years or so and um, I, I always had a lot of trouble practicing. I hated to listen to myself and I would even get so kind of verklempt that I wouldn't have enough air to blow because I'd be sort of super hesitant, you know, um, yeah. when I felt like people were listening or even when I was listening to myself. And so I think with the guitar, once I put, you know, I have a super classic um, uh, distortion pedal. And if I plug that in and put on headphones, I feel like there's enough separation between me and the note that I can really go for it and not be self-conscious about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like yeah. that part too. Yeah, distortion pedal really is a, it's like a complex, it like really um, complicates the sound in this really interesting way that feels bigger than just what you imagine it's doing. I don't know, you know, like there's all kind of harmonics and stuff in there mm-hmm. that, um, yeah, make make it sound a lot more interesting, like just a lot different in, than um, the clean channel. Well, the origin is just turning it up too high, right? Just like over. That's what I've imagined. Yeah, that you just turned your amp all the way up and it, that was starting to, like that fuzziness was starting to happen. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird to think of a distortion pedal as like, um, 
some sort of like a video filter, like a glitch filter that you would apply to, you know, like to make your, sure. to make your uh, video look like it came from the 1980s, but it's, it is kind of in a way. Well, and I like the live aspect of it and that yeah. you're not waiting on the processing. I think that that's really satisfying. Yeah. 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 Is there, um, Taylor, have you, you have a pedal, right? You have a, is it, you have a, mm-hmm. the classic boss pedal. Is that right? I think it's, I believe so. Yeah. I yeah. have to, what's it called? The DB one or something? Yeah. That's it's orange. Uh, orange. Yeah. 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 That's the, that's a classic. Um, mm-hmm. there was a long time ago, there was a big push into people trying to come up with like an open source pedal platform, right? So you could mm-hmm. sort of pop a cartridge in, you know, or something like that and be like, oh, now it's an echo or now it's a delay or now it's a multi-tap yeah. delay. That's cool. Um, I think it was like an idea that was a little bit too soon almost, you know, mm-hmm. where like mm-hmm. the modeling sound modeling and stuff was probably a little bit too hard and too expensive to really create an open source modular platform for it. Uh, but I knew a person who was really dedicating a lot of time to trying to come up with something. I also think it's very hard to do speculative hardware design for musicians. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's probably hard to get investment, right? Like so many of those companies seem bootstrapped or now they've, there's been so much mergers and acquisitions, right? It's like, who is Fender really owned by anymore? I don't know. You know, it just feels hard. But um, it seems like now, actually, there's probably a lot more interesting work happening, and it's more feasible. Well, I think the the basic noise circuit is really simple. So you could imagine coming up with a system to plug in and out little PCBs with edge connectors, where it's yeah. still all just discrete parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I and then I I know that I know Liz has reviewed. There's a like yep. a classic, I think Raspberry Zero design but i think those are all associated with a little bit of latency which is why i've yeah. avoided it till now yep yeah i should yeah, try one sure. though i know right she It'd makes everything fun. look good doesn't she yeah I should try that project yeah yeah really really tight work mm-hmm. all right Taylor, i sadly have a work meeting i have to go to i guess this is the pains of recording uh in the middle of the afternoon i think we got to switch back over to the nighttime is the right time rob it also feels weird to um like i'm drinking my afternoon cup of coffee right now instead of like a fizzy water or a beer or something yeah. So yeah. I, I'm uncomfortable in my yep. workplace. Yep. <laughs> uh cool. Taylor, it was fun hanging out. We'll um we'll meet up next week and we'll record another episode and uh talk about stuff. Yeah, sounds good. Hit me up about the um uh which day we're thinking about. Maybe we can do a longer evening one. Oh yeah, cool. Sounds good. All right, golden handcuffs, do your thing. Yeah, I will. <laughs> Bye.